On December 11, when the Gunnerside men arrived at Brickendomory and George Rin was waiting for them, they were taken to their bedroom, where they were given the necessary equipment for their training. Ronberg had been very careful in his preparations for the mission. Rancher modified the items that did not satisfy the team, choosing the best skis, backpacks, and covers. When Renberg and his men arrived at Brickendonbury, knowing their routes to and from Bemork, they will use an explosive called Noble 808 in the operation that, even if fired, will not explode but activate a small explosive charge and explode it underwater. Trustant went down to Brick and Dunbury to see the mission and to say goodbye to the men. Each one was given a cyanide capsule. Now, if they will focus on the operation, Trustant reminded the executions of the freshman snappers and warned them of what could happen to them if they tried to escape. The Rekka device had stayed in Sand Lake and Helberg was caught in the storm while returning with a battery. They found no reindeer, and what they found was a rotten meat. Helberg and Kleftop were bad because they had very little food until a group of farmers helped them. Instead, in the grass valley, the group of girls was hungry, and they restored to eat moss. On December 12, they received a notice from London. They were to take part of the operation against Bremork because Gunnerside will need a cover party. On December 18, hungry and sick, they had to leave from north and they met in the cabin in feeder to wait for Gunsider. But they knew that they would not arrive and they decided to go to Gaines Hall, where they were very hungry until Paulson managed to catch a smaller deer hiding. What to these his other companions not to feed them. On january sixteenth, when the new waiting period began, Federer's men received the message from Trustan. The weather is still bad, but the bays are eager to accompany them. They were waiting for the weather to change because night to night they faced furious storms that threatened to destroy the cabin. The coexistence between them was not good. The men were accused of not fulfilling their responsibilities in the cabin. This could easily turn into a war. Skin Alert was the one who occasionally looked for food. Winter nights brought them closer together, talking about construction radios and so on. When they were already Halifax, they received a message from a plane that is still not see a sign of the reception party. The Halifax went towards the coast, they returned. When they were about to jump, a foul sight could not be detected and they had to return to Great Britain, being very disappointed because in the Rundberg and Halke, they really wanted to go last. On January 23, 1943, they reached the Norwegian coast. Before landing, Halkate amused himself by watching a fish boat suddenly. There was an explosion of antiretroviral fires, and only sparks were seen in the sky. The Halifax tried to avoid the bullets and threw the Gunnerside team out of the false ledge. The plane was hit by one wing. One of the engines started, and the other turned off. 
Halifax continued during the next period. One or the other of the men was always sick with stomach problems, fever or exhaustion. There were times when they wanted to give up and began to question. On January 28, they received a message saying, I hope you can move on. Take care of yourself in the next few weeks. Until the next potential fall, once Paulson and his men knew they must resist. So once again, they collected wood and married while waiting for the fall. In the fall, the gunners took a break until the return to Gaines Hall. Tronstall joined them. They knew that because of the delay, their enemy had tamed for reinforced security in Bemark, and it happened. On February 16, the gunsider men boarded an Alphax, longing for their return to Norway, and landed at midnight, tormented by the formidable cold and thick fog. The next day, they left for the lake store, secured by car. But shortly afterwards, they were caught in a storm until Ronneberg noticed that they had landed in the wrong place. Shortly after, Hogland learned that the fall was dying and finally Paulson and his team installed a wreck. On February 22nd, Gunsider's men began to get sick from the changing weather. From the formidable cold to blizzards that threatened to lift the cabin off the ground, Renberg had the order that they had to leave the ferry and recovered some reactions and minimized their loads, leaving only explosive exaggeration weapons and first aid equipment. The team was back in the cabin ready to leave when they saw a man heading towards them. Hoglet was terrified. They tried to get to the warehouse to look for more food, Ronberg said, but we were afraid to lose course. At 11 p.m., they left and met Christine, a hunter carrying rations and eating on a sled, but Ronberg was not so confident until he checked his ID after having point guns at him. On February 23rd, Christine ch chatted easily with him even asked to shoot a herd of reindeer. Ronberg saw him and threat, especially when he gave conflicting statements about his feelings about the Nazi occupation. Hoglet and the others were thinking that they would need to kill him. It could be harmless, but he could reveal his presence to the police. But they came to the deduction that Christian was useful, so they decided not to kill him for the moment. The same night, they went to the lake store sour, already being at bit distance from feather and hiding behind some rocks, they visualized a couple of men who could not recognize. The only thing he knew was that they were looking for someone, until Hockley recognized them were the Helberg and his troop that had been sent by Paulson. They decided to realize Christian under the condition of saying nothing. On February 23, 1943, Ghost and Gunsider were united. Helberg went ahead to Feder to tell Skinnell to skip soon. The same day, the men had a great feast. The next day, they met to discuss the operational plan. Romberg assigns the tasks to each of them. Kaiser and Stramshane 
splitting to pairs so they could get to the Sergeant. Hawkling would command the courage party. Hawkling from the cabin would maintain contact with London. They could make a direct attack, but Randberg decided not to make a hasty decision and they had to analyze very well how they will get Wemmerk. Randberg was putting together his plan. Helberg traveled to Rocken and waited for the others in the cabin. They arrived there on February 26th. The men reviewed their plans and discussed three main routes. At dawn, Helberg traveled to Maris to analyze what alternative they could use, but Hawklade pointed to the path through some bushes and Rottenberg ordered Helberg to return in the morning to explore a route. Helberg found a route down to the cliff and they all agreed. Fortress in winter. On February 27, Randberg, Storm, Shane, Iceland, Storm, Kaiser, Paulson, Helberg, and Hawklade quietly walked away from the cabin, even knowing that the chance of escaping alive was almost nil. They kept the exciting pills hidden in their uniforms. Helberg made his way through a valley, and after an hour, they hit the road and they could see Bemberg. They noted that the Germans only needed 30 words. Bemberg was almost impregnable. Then they put on his keys and returned to Bar. Traveling east from Bemberg and towards Rocken, within walking distance, unloading everything they needed in Bemberg, they spotted the British Army uniform, Ronberg and Sarmachine had backpacks full of explosives and could destroy a high concentration plant. Helberg led them across the road into the jungle. But to avoid Bart, Helberg led them back to the forest. Helberg dropped the beer highway with some of the others. After a few minutes, they found a nice bridge and Ronberg signaled for them to climb the George. They were very tired from the weight of their luggage. No one had started the mission optimally. They walked for miles until they reached Hogley Summit. He was sure they would not see him coming on the railroad. They reached 30 miles from Rockin, Skinnerald, and Hogline. They were in their beds thinking about the operation that their families could retaliate forgetting the Vermont sabotage was successful. Ronberg and Hoglade went to the German guard barracks until the group of five men entered, each one being on his position. Although the demolition group made a hole in the fence 50 yards from the railway gate and they found alternative escape routes. Hoglade left with the others and covered up party. Kaiser saw that the door wasn't open until he found a possible path through pipes and he slipped together an opening a hester from Kaiser to follow him. Climbing steps, he found the entrance and dragged himself several meters with a pistol in hand, opened the door and saw a man in the office, whom they threatened with weapons. Stars man took a key that the man had to open the door, but where he found a foreman, who being also threatened, was frightened. 
In the high confrontation room, they reviewed the explosives. The demolition team had decided to break in the windows, Ronberg and Starshame placed explosives on the cells, activated the rifles and bombs erupted through the windows and escaped onto the railway line.